Talk Live is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, features for free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Wow, Mark, what a weekend we have had. Yeah, it's it's really been something. It doesn't seem to stop. Up here in New Hampshire, it's full swing for the uh, the, the presidential hoo-ha that's going on. Yep, it certainly is. And, of course, the Liberty Forum was going on to kick that off for us. Yep, uh, we were, of course, in Nashua, in case for whatever reason you are just tuning in and didn't hear any of the last three shows uh, until tonight, we had been in Nashville, New Hampshire, broadcasting live from the wonderful Free State Project 2008 Liberty Forum, which was, an, uh, again, an honor to be a part of. We met a number of our listeners who, uh, we'd, uh, m- uh, many of them, we had met in the first Liberty Forum back in 2007. A number of them uh, were attending again, and several listeners who had never attended before, which was, uh, again, always nice to see new faces. Yeah, that Liberty Forum was pretty much like a Free Talk Live rally, wasn't it? Well, yes, I, I, you, you always uh, make it sound like everybody there was brought there because of Free Talk Live, and I think you blow it out of proportion. I think we were partially responsible for the good turnout. How about how about we uh, settle on the term instrumental? That's a good one. I like that. Okay. Uh, we were definitely doing well. Uh, the, the people there were certainly friendly towards Free Talk Live. Uh, Johnson, our store manager, was selling some of our great merchandise, and I think he did all right. Uh, considering we sort of was a last-minute decision to have him come out there, so uh, just a just a fantastic, uh, I, I shared fun a room. event. I shared a room with uh, Johnson, mm-hmm. and uh, he snores like a like a bear. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> he told me you had uh, you had I guess earplugs in all night. Or I did. Like it was that. great. Which is a good thing because there was a party going on in uh, in my hotel room, and the guy next door, Jeff, uh, Jeff Dickstein, who's uh, I guess a tax attorney or something, mm-hmm. uh, one of the speakers there. It was like two in the morning on on uh, Saturday, and the manager came up to the second floor to tell us, "Okay, you're being too loud. It's time to go to bed." So what we did was we opened up the uh, the doorway in between my Myself and Mr. Dickstein's room because he'd ap- actually just happened to poke his head out at the time the manager came up and he said, "Hey, can I get a beer?" And we said, "Sure." They're in the bathtub because Jason from Sakel CAI had gone and bought, you know, like 50 beers and put them in our bathtub for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, so the I guess the party went on to like five in the morning. It was it was crazy, Mark. I mean that didn't happen last year. It was it was amazing. Yeah, there's uh, you know some of those some of those libertarians can party like. Uh, like animals, I can tell you. I'm normally not the type who would who would host a party, but you know, people needed somewhere to go, and they are just your sort too. Seemed like an opportune uh, moment, and plus, it's not my house, so you're yeah. not trashing my house. And uh, you know, somebody needs to schmooze with Jason. You know. By the way, the, the, you know, it wasn't like the libertarians were trashing anything. They're all very responsible. You know, putting their beers away and the you know in the trash can and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So. It really wasn't a problem even cleaning up. Anyway, it was uh, great meeting everybody, and uh, so here we go with another week of fun and excitement. Oh, wait, it's primary season, so, you know, we are, we, I haven't even got, gotten a chance to really hardly touch my email box since we've gotten back, Mark. I thought, oh, okay, great. You know, Sunday, the Liberty, the Liberty Forum was over. I'm hearing something in the Strange background. audio. Uh, I don't know what up. that is. Oh, that's my fault. Oh, my, my fault. God. Shame on me. Okay. The, um, the, the primary's been really something. Today we went off to uh, Manch Vegas, here, uh, Manchester, in uh, beautiful New Hampshire. All right, I got home last night, and this email came in my uh, into my box from Ellen Ratner from the Talk Radio News Service. Late last night, she left her phone number. I called her back. 
Uh, she said she wanted me to come out to Manchester today for some sort of what do you what do you call that thing? Radio Row. Radio Row is the best way to describe it. It was just uh, essentially a a big uh, several rooms with uh, nothing but tables and radio talk show hosts plying their uh, trade. And it, it was an opportunity for them to interview politicos of all sorts, uh, some candidates, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I guess she told me they were low on guests or something like that. And since we hosted a show in New Hampshire, that's where the show originates from, that we might make good guests. And so, um, I, well, actually, she was just asking for me. I said, well, I've got a co-host. Can I bring him out? Well, sure, whatever. We need more, we need more guests. But then when we got there, it didn't really seem like they needed us very much. Uh, I did manage to... in. Four hours, I did manage to get on three shows for, you know, approximately ten minutes each. I think if we both would have gotten on three shows, it would have been worth the trip. Or if you just got on three shows, it would have been worth you making the trip. But, um, you know, essentially, I made the trip for nothing. I could have uh, worked at my house and uh, made some calls for Free Talk Live. But these are the You did get to meet Rand Paul. I did, and that was that was very cool. I, I got to see Dennis Kucinich and his really hot wife. Um, <laughs> but, um... You know, I mean, this, these are sort of the things that you do in our business. You've got to go out and, you, you know, it's, it's like fishing. You're not going to catch fish if you don't. If you'd say, well, yeah. you know, I had a day where I didn't catch fish. I guess I better just not go anymore. It was again, it was better than nothing. And uh, so my point here was, I thought I was going to get home last night and be able to relax and check my email and try to catch up because I'd been over in, in Nashua at the Liberty Forum for four straight days. But no, I had to go out today to do this radio gig, and now tomorrow, Mark. We're going to be live on location again. This is craziness. Uh, we're going to be going out to the Manchester Cable Access Channel, and we're going to be there from like 3 in the afternoon till the end of the show. And apparently we're going on with Gardner Goldsmith to do like a television version of Free Talk Live or something. I have no idea how this is going to work. We're just going to show up, and hopefully it will work. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's going to work as well as it works. Right, and then they're going to have us on to comment... On the, uh, I guess on the primary, right? So, like, from 3 to 5, we're going to be doing this live, free talk live TV version or something. And then from 5 to 7, we're going to be sitting in on some sort of a panel uh, where they're going to be commenting on the election. I really don't know if they know what they're getting into. Or maybe they do, because this guy said he recognized my voice when I called up, the guy from the, the cable access channel. Mm-hmm. So maybe he does know what the show's all about. Because, like, you're going to put free talk live on a, an election panel with... Republicans and Democrats? At least I'm presuming. I mean, who else are you got to put on the election panel? So that should be there should be some sparks flying tomorrow afternoon, I have a feeling. And then we'll be doing the show live, Free Talk Live, in our regular time slot from 7 to 10 at night. Uh, so once again, I'm sorry to our uh, new webcam viewers. You're probably going to be SOL for tomorrow night. But anyway, 800-259-9231. Hopefully after that's done and this primary is over, I can get some rest and catch up on my work. Well, I'll tell you, um, Lauren Canario's husband, uh, Jim Johnson, who doesn't get near the spotlight that his uh, lovely wife does. Well, he doesn't want to get arrested. (laughs) Well, he's he's, he's sort of a quieter sort anyway. Just... I mean, not that she's boisterous or anything. She's yeah. a rather quiet, quiet woman. I I don't know. J- Jim and Lauren have different personalities. Right. Anyway, what about Jim? He, he's been uh, helping me work on my house along with uh, Roger, our, our friend, is uh, another free Roger stater. from politicalgraffiti.com. I didn't know his site or anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they've been well, helping me work on my house, and uh, essentially I've been left uh, leaving them to uh, do that. Uh, they've been going out there every day and working on my house while I've been... Oh, trotting all over New Hampshire playing talk show host. Well, I'm you sure are that, paying them. I'm, I'm sure that they're muttering under their breath. Yeah, I'm not paying them well, Ian. Oh, okay. It's it's really close to to, to charity Scale. work. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So I I, I went out there t- t- today and uh, delivered a rousing speech to the little people. and uh, <laughs> told It'll them. all be over soon, Mark. Anyway, yep. we should go to the phone calls. People have been waiting patiently. We talked to Barb, uh, excuse me, Barbie, rather, in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how are you tonight? Good, hey, how are you? What's on your mind? I am doing great. I just want to have, I have a message for the people of New Hampshire. Okay, okay. sure. And that is if you're a Democrat, an independent, whatever, and you're sick of neocons, then for God's sakes, go out tomorrow and vote for Ron Paul. Now, wait a minute. Technical question, Mark. You might know this better than I. Democrats in New Hampshire, is it possible for them to do that? Not if they're a registered Democrat. You cannot vote for if Ron Paul. If they're an independent, though, they can. Correct. Right. And, and, uh, well, then my message almost... to independents is even if you don't want to vote for Ron Paul in the general election – then do it tomorrow and stop the neocons. Yep, yeah, I would I would agree with you, Barbie. Um, and it's forty percent of the uh, of of the voters in registered voters in New Hampshire are that's undeclared. a plurality of voters, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. What do you mean plurality? Uh, it's like most of the voters, as far as it's not over fifty percent, but between Democrats, Republicans, and undeclareds, right. undeclareds are the majority. Or Essentially, sixty something percent of voters can vote for Ron Paul tomorrow. Yep. So odds are good. I think things are going to be going in his favor a little bit heavier than the polls might be indicating. And I appreciate the encouragement, Barbie, and thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Of course, we'll know more uh, tomorrow night, and then. Uh, I'm just looking forward to this being over. Not that the campaign will be over or anything, but anyway, we'll take your call. Ziggy's across the pond of the U.K., Scott in Winnipeg, 800-259-9231. Your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. Plus, we'll tell you about a man who's having his 60-year-old business shut down. We'll tell you why. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features there uh, we give away. And those features, by the way, include updates. Get signed up for the updates. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce uh, about the program. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. Again, that's updates.freetalklive.com. I also want to invite you to join the Free State Project. We just spent the last three days uh, experiencing the Free State Project's 2008 Liberty Forum at uh, Nashville, New Hampshire. And, of course, the, the whole event was devoted to bringing people into the state to gather together, bring hundreds of Liberty lovers all to the same place, in this case the Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, and... Hang out, have a good time, uh, socialize, brainstorm, and enjoy some great speeches and panel presentations and, and that sort of thing. But the, the real purpose is to get people excited about what's going on here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Because there really are hundreds and soon to be thousands of individuals who love freedom and liberty that are moving to New Hampshire in order to get active here. Because... The point is about the Free State Project is that we've been trying this liberty thing for decades, trying to advance freedom as much as possible, but it seems like only the state has been advancing uh, over time, at least if you look at it from the outside perspective. I've seen some definite uh, positive things going on within the liberty movement, and one of those things is the Free State Project. So, uh, again, the idea would be to concentrate all this great liberty activism in the same place. And that's what the whole point is. So I want to invite you to freestateproject.org to take a look, learn more about the uh, the program, learn more about the project, freestateproject.org. Our number is 800-259-9231. In fact, there were a couple of things we needed to talk about 
from the Liberty Forum, Mark, but we got to go to your calls first. Uh, so let's go to the phones and to the fun to talk to Scott in Winnipeg. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, there's been a lot of crime lately in Winnipeg, a lot of shootings and things, especially in one certain area. So now the politicians are talking about security cameras installed on the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been discussing this with people, and they think it's great. Oh, they think, geez. oh, criminals won't go down there anymore, and they don't even consider that. They could just put on a ski mask, and then you're <laughs> fine. Right. Yeah, well, and not only can they just uh, disguise themselves, but they could also go inside and uh, assault someone there. Or, you know, uh, there's been no actual, I don't think, any real evidence that that proves that these cameras do anything effectively uh, besides get the wrong person. They tried this in Tampa a few years ago, and they kept IDing the wrong people and then harassing them because they thought they were wanted criminals. But it's just the camera, you know, the people watching the cameras, or in that case, I think it was an automated system, accidentally linked, them, uh, linked their picture up with a picture of a criminal. Well, a report from London two years ago, the bureaucrat said it had no impact on crime. It had no impact on anything. It did nothing except take money out of the people's hands to pay for all of it. Mm-hmm. So. And um, but I've been talking to people, and like I said, they think it's great. They think, oh, the criminals will go somewhere else, so it'll stop crime, it'll protect people. How can a camera protect a person? A camera can't jump down in front of someone trying to shoot you and stop them. Yeah, well, it really just shows that the government solutions right. to crime are very ineffective and, you in know, general. They've, they've shown over in uh, England, where they have these, these cameras all over the place, that, in fact, they're less effective than streetlights in reducing crime. That was what they said, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Street, just lighting the street actually reduces this crime as opposed to uh, as opposed to the cameras but look at the way government fights crime i mean allegedly it, it just it's ineffective because if you actually do catch the criminal which the government's awful at doing but if you actually do catch the criminal all they usually end up doing is put, putting the guy in a uh, prison cell for x amount of days or years or months and then letting him out again so it doesn't really do anything to make the victim whole we don't really have a lot of restitution. I understand restitution does happen in some cases. Usually it's more civil cases than, any, than anything else. Uh, but really, n- the victim is being victimized twice. The victim's being victimized by the, the criminal originally, during when the crime originally happened. And then the victim's being victimized when the government forces the victim to pay to keep the, <laughs> the offender in a prison cell. I think we'd go a long way to reducing crime if, A, we were to end, uh, end the war on drugs. That alone would cut down on violent crime on an over, almost overnight basis. But secondly, to, to, uh, to institute a situation where we have restitution being paid to victims. Because if criminals know in advance that they're going to actually have to pay back the victim plus interest, plus court costs, plus the costs it you know, took to investigate the crime, you know, plus whatever costs the business owner that might give you a job during the daytime, whatever losses he incurred uh, from not having you be able to work because you were assaulted or whatever, if criminals knew they'd actually have to make good on their crimes, I think that would go a long way to reducing crime. Your thoughts, Scott? Well, the government, all they have are Band-Aid solutions. None of them address the root of the problem. Right. What I brought up to people is... The, the illegal nature of drugs in the black market, and that's what's creating these things. In this area I'm talking about with this crime, mm-hmm. it's mostly drug wars and uh, for, you know, wars on distribution and stuff like that. And I'm telling people, look, if, if drugs were legal, this would not happen. People would go to the corner store. They go to Walmart, well, I mean, not Walmart, but Shoppers Drug Mart to buy their, their marijuana. You know, you wouldn't have to have all of this killing and stuff over stuff like this. There's a pregnant lady shot through the door of a house 
Someone knocked on the house. She went to answer it, never opened the door, and they shot through the door. She's wow. eight months pregnant. And so people, that even that doesn't get people to think outside of their paradigm and thinking, when I bring up, you know, if you legalize drugs, they just can't picture it. They, can't, they think that there'll be chaos and everyone will be high. No, that's not reality. Look at places where drugs are legal. That just doesn't happen. You don't have it's the numbers average. You're going to have an average number of people that want to use drugs and some that don't. Yep, and the statistics have shown that before these drugs were made illegal, only about 1% of the population was addicted to them, and that after, uh, that, you know, different statistics have shown that uh, when you ask people, well, would you want to go out and smoke some crack if it were legal? Most of them say no. In fact, only about 1% uh, still today would be likely to go out and use those drugs. Right, because whether it's legal or illegal, uh, essentially if you're uh, an addict, uh, you know, what what people what comes to mind when people think of, uh, of addicts, if you're one of those full-fledged, full-on addicts, your life's thrown away. Exactly. Scott, thanks for the call tonight, and good luck there uh, stopping those cameras, because it just seems like I think the government's using, the government people are using crime as an excuse to put up these camera systems, even though... Again, like you said, Mark, the the UK, the police over there have admitted that this has done nothing. These this extensive network mm-hmm. that they have throughout London, has extraordinarily done, expensive network, right, I might add, has done nothing at all to actually stop crime. That's not going to stop U.S. government bureaucrats from making the same assertions, the same incorrect assertions that oh, we'll just put up some cameras and that'll stop crime. And they're using that as an excuse to monitor us. They're using mm-hmm. that as an excuse to uh, to put us under this sort of or- Orwellian police state. Uh, it's very, very scary and very frightening. And I think uh, more Americans need to be concerned about this. Right. The only people this is going to affect is the law-abiding citizen, who's going to be that much more scared to, you know, uh, concerned about going out and being watched and all that other stuff. It's well, not going to affect the criminals. But they're going to say, Mark, if you have nothing to hide, then what are you so afraid of? Why don't you want the government watching your every single move? Well, for one thing, I don't want pay. I want to pay for it, and the government's inefficient uh, at everything they do, including uh, stopping crime. Well, what happens when the government decides to make something that you like to do illegal? What happens then? Smoking, if, for instance. Whatever. Eating fatty foods. Yep. Who knows? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This needs to be stopped. We'd love to hear your thoughts on whatever's on your mind on the way. Breathalyzer tests are now the law at a New Jersey high school. We'll find out what that's all about. It's Free Talk Live. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping. Talk Live is your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features there we give away, and those features include the live streams, broadband version of the show, and the dial-up version, both for you for free at freetalklive.com. Our number is 800-259-9231. We go across the pond to Ziggy in the U.K. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, basically, um, first of all, I heard you were talking about CCTV. Yes. Um, just, you know, and that the, UK, the you know the UK has a lot of it. It serves two purposes. 
One, cheap television. You get on the cable channels, you know, caught on t- TV, people having sex in shopping uh, in, in, in shopping malls and whatever else. Okay. And basically, in my local town, they have CCTV in the town centre. But we found out that it's not on most days. It's, it's not just on? To scare people. You're telling yeah, me that the cameras are all around, but they're not actually being used. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's ridiculous. Um, anyways, first of all, I'd like to just um, say to anybody who treasures their individual liberty to go out and vote for the man tomorrow. For Ron, Ron Paul, of course, yes. Yep. And I have an update on uh, a story I told you last week about a bunch of um, um, thuggish uh, socialists who were saying that, you know, uh, goths and trannies... Uh, Deserve to get beaten up, yeah. right? Because they're different or something. What was yeah. their re- what was their reasoning? Well, basically, they said because they look different, they bring it on upon themselves. I see. And these are the people that are supposed to be caring. These are the yeah, people that are supposed the, to be yeah, for the downtrodden. The yeah, these are the supporters of the party in government at the moment. Okay. Um, I found out that one of them is running for local council in May ah. in town, and so I will be putting pen to paper and writing to the local press. Good, because I know how to get journals in. in, in um, interested in stories. Well, excellent. I think more people need to consider getting in touch with their local newspapers on issues that they care about, because it seems to me that the big government types are very, very good at writing letters to the editor. They, they're they all constant. I mean, I, I've seen some letters to the editor section, Mark, and I know you get the local newspaper around here, and would you say that, you know, nine times out of ten, it's not a pro-liberty position that you're reading? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. So, the more yeah. Yeah, well, letters to know, the editor, I, I, the merrier. I, pers- I personally think that, you know, the, the press really need to know what the membership of the Labour Party is really like. Mm-hmm. And the ba- basically, the Labour Party either, well, but the, basically, the Labour Party need to do something about it. You know, um, it's, a sh- it's a shame you didn't get that incident on video, uh, because unfortunately, it's just going to be your word against theirs, but they might publish it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, guys. Very good, Ziggy. Thanks for the call, sir. 800-259-9231. All right, so... The Liberty Forum. Mark, just a couple more thoughts from over the weekend. We spent, again, the entire weekend uh, and Thursday, actually Thursday through Sunday, at uh, Nashua, New Hampshire, in Nashua, New Hampshire's Crown Plaza Hotel with the Free State Project, having a great time with hundreds of like-minded uh, friends there, including uh, our buddy Kane from the WWE, Glenn right. Jacobs. We got to go out with, uh, with him for breakfast, which was nice. Our friend Gardner Goldsmith was there, Jim Babka. Met Barry Cooper for the first time. Mm-hmm. Way cool guy. Really enjoyed meeting him. And his him. hot wife. And his wife, Candy. Uh, they're, quite a, they're quite a couple together. Before you uh, expound on yeah. that, I'd like to read something real quick. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. You can try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. Now, Barry Cooper, of course, is from NeverGetBusted.com. You can hear our hour-long interview with him from the Saturday Night Show. You can grab that archive at FreeTalkLive.com. But after the show, just after the end of the Saturday Night Show, there was some drama that broke out at the hotel. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly enough, and by apparently total coincidence, the hotel that was hosting the Liberty Forum... Also, apparently John McCain had chosen that hotel to stay at during his weekend in New Hampshire there. It was a nice hotel, no wonder. Right, and so his supporters were in and out, and John McCain was in and out throughout the weekend. Well, there was one point at which, I guess, John McCain had come into the hotel and had gotten into the elevator, 
And Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com, he, I guess, ran or jogged to try to catch the elevator, because that's what people do. They go and they try to get in elevators when they're, the doors are closing, that sort of thing. And he had gotten in there, and he was going to ask John McCain a question while he was in the uh, the elevator about the war on drugs. And it was at that point that apparently one of the McCain supporters, who wasn't even on staff from what we understand, uh, one of the McCain supporters roughed up Barry, as well as uh, Sam from Texas, one of our callers who was there with a video camera. Uh, they roughed him up and pushed them out of the elevator. It was a, quite a bit of conflict that actually resulted in the police being called, and all of it's on, um, all of it's on video. So we're looking forward to here within the next few days. I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I'm sure uh, Sam from Texas will be giving us a call to let us know uh, when that hits the Internet. Because I did – I had the privilege of actually seeing the footage on uh, late after Saturday night, yep. and you know, this, I, is, this is big stuff. I'm a little ambivalent on the, the whole uh, Barry Cooper thing there that happened, is I wonder if um, – I'm sure John McCain knew that he was in a hotel that was uh, – Occupied by you know the Ron Paul contingent. Okay, and I'm sh- I, you know we had to see the buttons, the signs. Everybody out there seemed to be a Ron Paulite. I'm sure, and I, I'm sure that he was expecting some kind of confrontation or another. Maybe his staff was or something like that. I mean, th- these people they, they were you know they were they were there. They knew what was going on. Uh-huh. And to see Barry Cooper running for an elevator, running for an elevator, not unusual. People running to see John McCain, not unusual. But to see Barry Cooper running at him to perhaps ask a question, you know, whatever he was going to do, might have seemed threatening to this gentleman who put his hands on Barry, which... I wouldn't call him a gentleman. Well, whatever. Um, the you know the, he this, ran out to the parking lot after that and got in his car. Sam got footage of all that too. Well, I yeah I understand. Refused to identify himself. Well, he put his hands on Barry before he should That's have. Fine, we got his license plate. Yeah, but um, and it's not going to matter. I mean, uh, obviously the cops aren't are, the cops are done with this. <laughs> oh, right, because Barry said he didn't want to charge you know press any charges. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wonder sure whether you know he might have felt threatened or something like that. That's just kind of where I see it. And uh, another thing is, if you're going to do activism, well, he, of course he felt threatened. Word has it that it was the McCain people that complained to the hotel because the Free Staters were wearing guns on their hips at the event. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he felt threatened. He's a little, I can't use that word. Um, but he's a wimp. <laughs> Coward. Well, they, people don't understand these days what a gun the hip means. I mean, it's just a guy carrying a, a gun. I mean, but, right. uh, you know, for some people, that's very threatening. Um, well, anyway, there was no threat made. It was very clear there no, was no threat made. So I'm, I'm shocked you're coming to their defense. I'm not coming to defense. I said I'm ambivalent. I'm, I'm you know, just sort of wondering okay. Well, anyway, I only are. brought it up to announce that the video will be hitting the Internet at some point, and uh, we'll let you know when that is. Because uh, it's worth watching. Anyway, 800-259-9231. But I'd like to, just before um, we go any go any farther with that, is I'd, I'd like to give a little word of advice to uh, possible activists out there. And I, I support Barry in, in his activism. And I think what mm-hmm. he did is likely very good for Barry Cooper and very good for Never Get Busted. But um, if you're going to do some activism... It would be good for the Free State Project if that video gets a lot of views, too. If, if you have one beer before you do that activism, you're liable to get yourself in trouble because for some reason or another, um, you know, that's just the way it is. A cop can beat the crap out of you if you've had one beer and nothing's you know, going to be done about it because they can just say, you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you haven't had any, then it's not a problem. Yeah, no, I understand. Let's see. The other thing I wanted to cover was we had Bob Schultz on the show mm-hmm. uh, from the We the People organization. And I think it was I think it was Friday night show. Anyway, he was telling us about the lawsuit they were involved in what, that had gone to the Supreme Court. What was it, on Friday or something? I think, yeah, it was Friday. The, the uh, Supreme Court had 
they were going to take a look at this lawsuit and determine whether or not they were going to hear it. And the lawsuit was in regards to uh, this We the People organization at GiveMeLiberty.org has been for years trying to get the government to answer questions about the income tax, the war in Iraq, uh, the Federal Reserve. What was the other one? There was a fourth issue, and I always forget what it was. Income, income tax, tax, war in Iraq, Federal Reserve, Patriot um, Act. Patriot Act. That was the other one. Anyway, they were trying to get the government to answer these questions, and they've been asking them for a long time, and the government refuses. Just refuses. It's not for a matter of they haven't gotten the questions. They've been hand-delivered to every single representative in, <laughs> in Congress, mm-hmm. uh, and no one ever answers their questions. So they filed a lawsuit saying that, you know, let's take a look at what the right to petition means. It's something that's enshrined in the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment. And we'll tell you, apparently, Mark, you have an update on this case, this Supreme Court decision, mm-hmm. or the Supreme Court, whether or not they're going to look at this case and what it means for our freedom. We'll talk more about that and take your calls as well. 800-259-9231. What does the government think about your right to petition as defined by the Bill of Rights? We'll find out in moments. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features there. We give away, so enjoy those on us again. That is freetalklive.com. We're talking about just a, a few extra thoughts from our coverage of the Liberty Forum. A few additions, addendums, that sort of thing. And then we're going right back into your calls. Uh, but we were talking about the uh, the We the People organization, GiveMeLiberty.org. We had Bob Schultz, the president and the founder of We the People, on the show over the weekend. He was telling us about their very interesting lawsuit uh, that was intended to have the Supreme Court take a look at the right to petition clause of the First Amendment. It Essentially, after talking about freedom of speech and freedom of the press, it says the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances shall not be infringed. Right. Well, peaceably assemble is a different portion. It's, you know, to redress grievances is, is essentially. Right. And to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Right. So the uh, We the People organization has been petitioning the government for many, many years. They've been trying to get them to answer a series of questions about a variety of different issues from the Iraq war to fiat money. And government never answers. So they filed this lawsuit and they've gone up, you know, level after level, court after court, and it's gotten up to the Supreme Court level where the Supreme Court on Friday was to determine whether or not they were going to hear the case. And, Mark, you've got an update on this. Well, uh, before I give the update, I, I, I got up uh, early, I believe it was Sunday morning, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Bob Schultz was going to have sort of a little get-together, and I wanted to be there for that. I found him as a very motivational speaker and, and really enjoyed listening to him. I really wanted to get up early Sunday morning, but yeah, you, it wasn't you happening. Were till, you were up early Sunday morning till yeah. 5, <laughs> and then you went to sleep. Um, anyway, I got up at uh, 6.45 or something like that so that I could be there for this little get-together. Mm-hmm. And Bob sort of told his story, how he became a liberty activist, and he he told some lawsuits that uh, he got involved in you know, after, after he sort of went on, sort of did some state stuff and then did some national stuff. Uh, the national stuff amazed me. Uh, he was uh, working at W R O W and up in upstate New York someplace, and a uh, big big station. And he he heard the bomb heard about the bombs falling on Bosnia, and he uh, decided we're gonna you know I'm gonna talk about this on the air. So he talked to his uh, listeners. Some got very involved, and uh, they des- they decided they were going to 
you know, put in a lawsuit that says, uh, hey, what are you doing? Um, what are you, why are you dropping bombs on them? You can't do that. Put an injunction on them from dropping bombs on Bosnia, Herzegovina, and, and, and Serbia, and that, that kind of thing. And um, he actually found a guy in New York City who uh, was from the former Yugoslavia, owned property in Montenegro, whose uh, grandmother was over there somewhere, too. And that he was part of the event, uh, the, the lawsuit. And they actually they denied his lawsuit based on standing. Okay, we the American people have to pay for these bombs that they're dropping. We are forced uh, to have our name slandered as a, as you know because of these wars. Mm-hmm. And this guy that was in the lawsuit was actually you know he was in danger of having his property destroyed by these bombs. And the the court said there was no standing. Wow. Um, we and he took it all the way up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court didn't hear it. Second uh, second case. He filed against the Clinton administration for the NAFTA thing. Apparently, you know, Congress is supposed to uh, is supposed to approve all the treaties. This was the mid '90s, um, and a lot of Republicans were in on anti-NAFTA planks, and they were saying, "Great, the uh, the Mexican pesos tanking, fine, let it go." Well, the Clinton administration didn't want that to happen, so Clinton and Gingrich and uh, Trent Lott all got together, and they essentially just bypassed the uh, U.S. Congress and, you know, decided to send money to Mexico to prop up the peso. Hmm. They filed a lawsuit. Uh, we the people did. And they also, some of their listeners and people on the lawsuit, were stockholders in the Federal Reserve, some of the Federal Reserve banks. Okay. This court's denied it on standing. Now, we're the American people. We are funding this organization. Some of these people were actually owners of the banks and... It was denied on standing. So they decided to go ahead and um, petition for redress of grievances. And they did that with those you know, the four things that you mentioned. It was uh, the Patriot Act, um, the war in Iraq. Uh, fiat money. Fiat money and uh, IRS. Yeah. Um, anyway, they decided to petition for the – actually, the first thing, it was just the IRS, right? Yeah, it expanded out. You're right. And um, – they decided to redress the grievances in in this way, so they um and they got no response. So then they filed with the courts to say, well, what does redress of grievances mean? Now there's a long history of what redress of grievance means. It means you write a letter to the government and the government responds. Right. It doesn't. And that's necessarily... how it was here for the first thirty years in this country. I mean, that's not a real big requirement. It's not like they have to respond to your satisfaction. It's just that they have to respond. And they're not. And they know um, they haven't bothered. And so they, um, it baffling. They they just they didn't didn't respond, and the district court denied, uh, you know, basically uh, denied their uh, motion, dismissed it based on a court case amongst uh, some you know some federal or some state employees in Arkansas had were supposed to file individually, but instead filed through their union. And Arkansas says we don't have to pay attention to that. So they, um, you know, it, these were state employees. Had nothing to do with uh, the First Amendment, really. Okay. Or it, at least it wasn't the same. And then in Minnesota, there's another case that was uh, similar but different. And uh, it was actually they Minnesota wanted to hear through the union, not individually. And some state employees filed individually. Uh, either way, has nothing to do with American citizens complaining about their government. It's employees complaining about their employer. And the district court denied it based on um, just the Arkansas case. And uh, then they took it to the circuit court, uh, Seventh Circuit Court in, for Washington. They denied it based on those two cases that I just mentioned. And so they took it to the Supreme Court to rule on. This is the first time redress of grievance has been ruled on uh, by the Supreme Court, would have been ruled on by the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court decided that they just didn't want to hear it. No. 
And so, therefore, the uh, circuit court uh, jurisdiction the, the circuit, circuit court decision, decision stands, stands which is essentially, from what I recall of Bob's emails that he sent out at that time, that position is basically that you may petition the government for redress of grievances, but the government has no obligation to redress your grievances, that the government has no obligation to respond. And I didn't want to predict this with Bob sitting in the room with us because it would have been dire and eh, it wouldn't have been right the right thing to do. But I never really thought they were going to hear it because yeah. uh, just looking at the history of the Supreme Court and some of the decisions they've made, uh, the Supreme Court has affirmed over and over again that the government has no obligation to protect you. You know, the cops, they have to protect and serve on the side of their vehicles and, you know, they pretend like that's what they're there for. Turns out, not true. Turns out they're there to protect and serve the state, not you. They have no obligation. Federal, state, local police have no obligation to protect you. Similarly, now we know, and I would have, you know, I would have predicted this, that the federal government has no obligation to redress your grievances. You can complain all you want. They don't have to say diddly to you. That's what the Supreme Court has essentially affirmed now in regards to the WTP case. Yeah, I can tell you, it, I found it very disheartening. Um, you know, that particular news there, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the Liberty Forum, but some of the interaction that I they got from the weekend just made me think that, like this... The political stuff just isn't going to work. Ron Paul, well, <laughs> um, it doesn't look like he's going it, 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 to – I don't know. I mean, I, I really hope he wins I, here I happen tomorrow, to agree with you, but, and I, I think that there's still some value to it in that, like, Barry Cooper, for instance, had promoted uh, lawsuits as a way to help stop – or, or to, to prevent police departments from continuing to prosecute uh, senseless drug crimes, uh, this, these uh, victimless crimes or consensual crimes or whatever you want to talk about. And, I, again, I'm skeptical towards that approach, but at the same time, Barry certainly knows what it's like on the inside of the police agencies and what the, where the pressures are, and he, he made a very per- a persuasive argument for it. And I – hey, give it a try. Let's see what happens. I mean, you don't have anything to lose. So give it a shot. But you're right, Mark. Uh, the the inside-the-system activity is very difficult to make effective. I'm not saying it's completely ineffective, but damn, it's hard as hell to uh, to win liberty back playing by their rules. They're the ones that set the rules. The big government sick sickos, these control freaks, these judges and legislators and cops, they're the ones that set and enforce these rules, and the, and you expect, the, and the political crowd thinks that they can just get in the sandbox and play by their rules, and that they'll have some glorious victory for liberty anytime soon? Not going to happen. It certainly doesn't seem like on a national uh, level that's going to happen. Maybe on your uh, local level or possibly a state level you might get some... some uh, Justice, but it doesn't seem like on a national level. It seems like these judges are political appointees, that they aren't, um, you know, this this impartial judiciary that we were um, told about, that they're not going to um, do what's course. right. I Who mean, signs their checks? Is it we the people or is it some administrative bureaucrat? It just seems like, you know, for, for me, I want some kind of... Uh, you know, righteousness in my, um, you know, in in saying I'm not going to participate in the system. I want to. Well, be now able to you say, have it. The you know, government won't answer your questions. It's not my question. It's we the people's question. You so have I some would of have the same questions they have. Right. Well, they didn't answer we the people's. That doesn't mean they wouldn't you answer mine. So go I could ahead. Go send them the years, questions. The, you know, the decade no, no. that it took. You don't have to go to there. the court. Just send them the questions and give them time to respond. They won't do it. More on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Hour two's coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We're launching into hour number two of the program, 800-259-9231. The Sacral CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features there for free, so enjoy those on us again, freetalklive.com. Uh, we start things out here. Coming up, though, got to talk about a, a 60-year-old business that has been shut down over the most asinine of reasons. We'll get to that here in moments, but first we go to the phones to the fun amp line. Brian is on the line from Colorado. Brian, hey, you're on Free Talk Live. I'm depressed. Oh, why? Well, you know, my son Cooper and I went to the Liberty Forum last week, or yes. last weekend, and we had the time of our lives. The time I have to say, it was probably the, the time of my life. It was awesome at the Liberty Forum. Just It, it was Mind blowing. Yes, it was awesome. There was all those people, and you know Cooper. Of course, he he was the second most handsome man there, <laughs> behind me, behind um, you. Yeah, behind Mark. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> and I mean, I, it was the the best thing about it is there were people of uh, uh, all across the board, every culture, every belief, every you know, every uh, 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 background, uh, old, young, but we all had one single thing in common. And, and it was the most important thing in our lives. Hmm. And, you know, you were able to talk to somebody you, you, that you never met before, walk right up and say, hey, where do we go now? You know, what are you about? But we all had that kind of uh, the freedom is the most important thing concept. And you didn't have to spend a half a day talking to somebody to, to tell them, you know, what we mean by freedom. Oh, I live right. in the land of the free. No, they knew it. They get it. And, and there was, what, 500 people there. Was there 500? And, was that the final number? <clears throat> Well, that's about what I've read today. There were there were 350 people who were registered ahead of time. Right. And uh, I guess last year there was 130 and 250 showed up or something. But yeah, I, I heard 500 today. You know, those numbers are all just kind of speculative. Right. I, when I was in the uh, watching the Ron Paul rally, the the last event of the Liberty Forum, it I, I guessed 600 people, and they were they were crazy. They were hanging from the rafters. They were so excited. I mean, they they would just Ron Paul would speak, and then <laughs> it'd be uh, 30 seconds of cheering and clapping and people standing, and uh, you know, it was amazing. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. There was a lot of aerobics involved in the Ron Paul speech. Up, down, up, down, <laughs> it, clap, clap, it clap. Was, it was like a religious revival, except we, we weren't, we, we weren't, I, I guess there, there was some faith involved, you know, the, the, the faith that uh, this guy's going to get in there and, and uh, hopefully uh, help us do something, get a little bit closer anyway. Mm. So now I'm, I'm depressed because I'm back here and I'm, <laughs> you know, all by myself with my family. But uh, I have uh, I have vowed to move even faster. Well, that's I mean, what we're, we found. We're get there as soon that, as we can. That's what we found has happened to a lot of people. I mean, whether it be last year's Liberty Forum or this year's Liberty Forum or the Porcupine Festival, which happens in the summertime, so many people will come here to New Hampshire and they'll experience that camaraderie. They'll experience <clears throat> that closeness to others of of like mind, uh, others who believe in liberty, and it really just invigorates them to get on the ball and get here. As fast as possible, because, again, as we've said many times, 
There is no better time than now to get active for liberty. Whether it means for you to come to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project or to get active where you are, really, sooner rather than later is a good idea. I, would, I wouldn't want people to be misled into thinking that uh, living in New Hampshire is like being at the uh, Liberty Forum all the time. It, 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 it's really cool to have a bunch of liberty-minded people around you and that knowing that you can go and talk to them at, at any time. But I, I, you know, it's just nothing is like the Liberty Forum. Well, yeah, and we were reminded of that when uh, when the uh, the hotel said, "Well, there's a bunch of people walking around here with guns," and uh, you know the the gentleman on the left, uh, Mr. McCain, says that he, that that worries him, so you need to all take them off. They, did they, kind of, I, I don't think a, they actually check. said that. From from what I understand, someone complained to the management. Management said something to Chris Lawless, the organizer of the forum, and he, I guess. What was the term? He said that they, apparently the management never asked him to tell people to remove their guns. They asked him to tell people to be, I guess, a little more wary or something like that. It was sort of an in-between. It wasn't really anybody was forced to change any of their behavior necessarily. It was very strange how that all played out. Someone definitely complained, but the hotel uh, did not respond with, a, with any sort of mandate, as I understand it. Well, the hotel, you know, it's their private property. They can do what they want. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it was just kind of, uh, kind of frustrating. But at, at the Ron Paul rally on Sunday, I was in about five rows back, and I counted at least three people Guns. who had their weapons right on their, on their holsters. Right. Within, you know, striking distance. But, you know, that's not what it's about. It's about this is my right. But do you think the Secret Service would allow that? Obviously not. <laughs> well, certainly uh, John McCain has no Secret Service detail because uh, there were people all over the hotel, and McCain was walking right by them with uh, with guns on their hips. So, yeah. Well, I, 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 the last thing I had to say is that, that it, it was interesting. I, I talked to at least three people at the beginning of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, hey, uh, you know, where are you from? And, oh, I'm just visiting. I'm looking at this thing. It sounds kind of interesting. And I said, well, you know, come on. Come on to New Hampshire. I haven't come yet, but I'll be there soon. Um, but they said, oh, no, you know, I've I got too many things going on, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm too entrenched where I am. I, I, I talked to two of them, two of these three people on Sunday, and they said, I'm moving. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm there. I'm out, of, I'm out of where I am, and I'm moving here. That's awesome. The now, Liberty just, Forum is an amazing event. I would like sure. to, I'd like to just sort of uh, throw in a, a caveat to what Mark said earlier about how it's not always like the Liberty Forum. Well, of course not. You, you, I mean, it's only a couple times a year that that many people get together in that sort of fashion. However, uh, the more people that move here, the more activism there will be, the more opportunities there will be for you to spend uh, for you to spend time uh, with people like that. I mean, here in uh, the Keene area, we have get-togethers on a weekly basis. Uh, it's not like the Liberty Forum, but it's still like-minded people getting together and mm-hmm. socializing and, and that sort of thing. So there are certainly opportunities to connect with these uh, these folks on a regular basis here in New Hampshire. I, I wrote a, an article last year for Lou Rockwell where, you know, I, I figured out that I can't change the world. I'm not going to get rid of the government. I'm not going to do any stuff, but I can make myself free. So my, my article was about the, your own mask. You put your own mask on first because only when you can breathe can you help others. If you're yeah. suffocating, there's no way you can do it. New Hampshire is my mask. And if I can put my mask on, then I might be able to start helping others. But until I do that, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm suffocating. That's a great that, point. That's how I see it. Yep, you've, you've got to set yourself free as much as possible first and then bring other people into the fold, and I, I think that's exciting. Did you actually get published on Lou Rockwell? Oh, yeah, Jose. You read it. Oh, okay. That sounded familiar. Uh, you should send him another one now after uh, the Liberty Forum, now that oh, it's I over. Will. Very good, Brian. <laughs> Any other thoughts tonight? No, that's all I want to say. Thanks for the call. It was great meeting you over the weekend, and uh, we'll see you here sooner rather than later. 
Very good. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Again, that's 800-259-9231. So whether it's, I don't know, reflections from the Liberty Forum or something completely different, we're here for you. Uh, this story from phillyburbs.com. The Bucks County Health Department has shut down Garincer's Exotic Ice Cream. A New Hope institution whose owner unsuccessfully ran for borough council, calling for greater efforts to revitalize the business community. The health department closed the Sounds shop. dangerous already. The health department closed the shop Monday after an inspection earlier in the month cited disrepair, health code violations, and and this is the key issue: a refusal to hook up to public water mm. as required. The 60-year-old ice creamery at South Main Street is owned by Bob Garrenser, a New Hope personality who's assailed the borough for ignoring merchants' needs and who has three times served as General George Washington during the annual reenactment of the Continental Army's crossing of Delaware of the Delaware on Christmas Day, 1776. The decision to yank the shop's license to operate came after repeated warnings that it needed to hook up to Bucks County water and sewer authority lines instead of relying on well water, said the county. In 2006, commissioners approved new regulations that say restaurants must use public water if it is available, a move that aimed to protect health by ensuring uniform water quality and supply. To protect, to protect the county's monopoly on uh, water distribution. Right. Now, there's, no, there's, there's nothing here saying that his water is anyway substandard. It's just a refusal to hook up to county water. Right. This is like... The, uh, the the this is like any company um, coming to you and saying, well, if you don't use our company, you're out of business, and that is not the way America works, people. Well, companies can't do that. Well, Only governments. But can. this is a water company. It's the government's water right, company. Right, right. And they're it's using the water authority, Mark. They're using the the, the the force that they have. They're just trying to force people to do things, no, and that's wrong. Wait till you find out what the hookup fee is. Oh, Eight hundred. Five grand. Two. Th- 1-800-259-9231. We'll talk more about his public water and why the city has an issue with it, why it doesn't matter, and take your calls as well. 1-800-259-9231. Still on the way. Breathalyzer tests now mandatory at one New Jersey high school. We'll hear from you as well if you make the call. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It is your show. Bring up whatever you want. Toll free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki. Over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. wiki.freetalklive.com. And how would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. 800-259-9231. Back to the story here and then your phone calls. Ice cream shop shut down. It had been open for 60 years. No one had any problem with this ice cream. 60 years. No one had any problem with uh, this uh, Garrincer's Exotic Ice Cream in New Hope, and this is from phillyburbs.com. No one but the government. Well, no. exactly. And the decision came after repeated warnings that the shop needed to hook up to Bucks County Water and Sewer Authority lines instead of relying on well water, said county bureaucrats. In 2006, the bureaucrats approved approve new regulations that say restaurants must use public water if it is available, a move allegedly aimed to protect health and ensuring uniform water quality and supply. Andrew Schaefer, chief of the county's environmental bureaucracy, said Garrenser is only being asked. He's only being asked. Sure, he's being asked. 
to follow. If the he was s- being asked, he could turn it down and say no. Right. And he's not business, being asked. He's being ordered. Right. His business would still be open, but they've shut it down. Anyway, government loves to use those terms. Oh, we're just asking for this. No, you aren't. You're threatening, sir. There's a big difference. Anyway, he says they're being asked to follow the same rules that every other restaurant in the county must live by. See, we've forced everyone to do this, so why can't you just get in line, Mr. Business Owner? All the other black people are slaves. Why aren't you? He's thumbing his nose at us, really, said the bureaucrat. It's his choice. If he doesn't want to do it, fine. But the regulations are the regulations. Garen, sir, on Friday. freedom's freedom, you know? Yeah, well, would love to taste some of it. Garrenser on Friday vowed he'll never hook up to public water, which he charged as expensive and less pure than what comes from his well. Right, and I'll bet you that's the case. I'll bet you he provides the very best water he possibly can. He's been there 60 years. He's had plenty of time to make sure that he has the best water he can get. And what, I mean... (laughs) Who's to say that the uh, city's water, the, the the water authority, as they called themselves, who's to say that they provide clean water? Well, just They're because the government bureaucrats will well, say it. Right. <laughs> Garen, sir, who, by the way, lives above his shop, which means that he drinks the water. Right. He lives in the water that he chooses to um, serve his customers. Customers that have the option of coming back every single time. Said his water is tested regularly and even has an ultraviolet monitor. As a shop that sells ice cream exclusively, customers aren't even drinking what comes from the tap. Though Garrenser himself, again, lives above uh, this location. Now, would you say they, they don't... What? They, what? The, it's an ice cream store. Well, they, don't they use water in the making of ice cream? I don't think if so. He makes ice Maybe cream, he buys it elsewhere. If he makes ice cream on site, you would think there would, there's some kind of water that he's using on site. I don't know, man. He's just claiming that customers aren't drinking what comes from the tap. Anyway, uh, Garrenser says this isn't about an administrative pissing contest and not public safety. I'd be very happy to appear before a judge here if that's the way it's going, and that's the way it's going. But likely the judge is, I mean, you know, from what I've, what I've seen recently... The judge is just going to do whatever the county says oh, anyway. Sure. New Hope in 2001 inked a deal with the Bucks County Water and Sewer Authority, which agreed to provide public lines for the entire borough. A clause in the pact said no property would be forced to hook up. However, an add-on that Garrenser fought for as a member of... Ca- Wait, wait, wait. A clause in the pact said no property would be forced to hook up, however, an add-on that Garrenser fought for as a member of the council at the time. No one means no one means no one, said Garrenser. You don't have to hook up to public water. The bureaucrats said the county's ordinance trumps any contractual agreement between the sewer authority and New Hope of restaurants in the borough. See, screw your contract. So you can't have a contract with the government because they can just come around and make new rules up and say, ha, change the rules, sorry, citizen. And you'll obey or we'll take your crap away from you. Of we'll rest- take all your property. Now, of restaurants in the borough, only Garrenser has refused to hook up, though Union Square is asking for a variance that would allow it not to. Uh, administrative hearing will be blah, blah, blah. Garrenser hates the government, said the bureaucrat. He's told me to my face he hates the government. He's trying to make him sound bad, but sounds like my hero. Yeah, I hate the government, too. Garrenser said he plans to appeal the decision to close I hate down. all the people in the government that want to just tell you what to do every yeah. step of your life. I mean, if it's not some Republican telling you, um, you, you know, you've drink all water, you, you, you're, you're not allowed to imbibe certain substances and you have to be home at a certain time or whatever it is that they're telling you um, that you, you've got to worship our God. It's some Democrat telling you that you've got to give money to this cause and that cause and the other mm-hmm. thing. They're both flip sides of the same coin. They're dirty politicians. They're thieves that want to put their hands as deep as they possibly can in your pocket and take away the money that you earned for yourself and your family. They want to take the food and the shelter away from your, you know, right away from you and your family. Just like a parasite. 
Garrenser said he plans to appeal the decision to close him down, which resulted in the layoffs of his five part-time employees. Screw your little employees. You haven't followed our water rules, and now they're out of jobs. Ha! We've shown you. So, not only did they shut this man's business down, but the collateral damage is these kids, which usually it's kids that work in ice cream stores. Usually. These kids have been put out of jobs. That's not very nice. That's not very caring. Why? I thought government cared about you. I thought government positions itself as, you know, your nanny from birth to death. But clearly, they only care about adherence to their absurd rules. He says uh, he's willing to remain shuttered for weeks or even months if need be, saying, I'm going to put a time, not going to put a time on it, more than willing to sit it out. The one thing I guarantee you, I will not hook up to public water. Tying into public water lines would cost Garrenser a $7,500 sewer authority fee. Holy crap. Plus the price of actually hiring the plumber to do the job. That is insane. That's a big jump from as late as October when Garrenser would have been eligible for But it's not about the money. I mean, the money. Wait, Mark, there was a deal on the table and he passed on it. See, the county offered him a cut rate. Yep, New Hope manager, b- bureaucrat, said the authority had agreed to charge only a $1,500 fee until October 31st. Well, it's certainly uh, ch- cheaper than they were offering, but so he doesn't want your stinking water, people. One of Garrenser's opponents for the council in November said Garrenser has only himself to blame for the shutdown. Council member Ray Velasco said he's known about this and the rules and regulations for a long time. I can't even say I feel sorry for him because he knew it was needed. Beyond the lack of public water... Now, I'm sorry, I have to disagree, by the way. Uh, no, how could you possibly blame Garrenser? It's this bureaucrat, these bureaucrats, these elected officials that make arbitrary rules that do nothing at all but enhance the government's uh, coffers with multi-thousand dollar fees and, and the like and, and just get people to obey. That's, it's their fault. It's their fault for creating these asinine rules that are completely unnecessary. Everyone drank water fine for the last 60 years, and then they decided to make this new mandate in order to protect public health. Well, public health wasn't in danger at any point. Anyway, beyond the lack of public water, the inspection also cited problems that included food handlers who were not washing their, or excuse me, wearing hair restraints, poorly maintained concrete flooring in the dishwashing room, and abandoned equipment that was left in the shop instead of being removed. Abandoned equipment. I mean, you know, some, they're not using something right now, so they have to take it, you know, it has to be removed from the shop. I'd like to point out that uh, it said earlier in this article that Mr. Garrenser had run for, for council. And it's very interesting how often things like this happen yeah. to people that run for, for office. Right. It, you know, you stand up to the bureaucrats, you say, I'm going to participate in this democratic form of government. And what do they do? The people that are in there, the people that have the power currently? They target you, they bring it down on you like the hammer of God. Now, look, I'm not against cleanliness, okay? I'm not against all that, but there's a way to do it without government involvement and keep businesses safe, keep consumers safe. The only thing that's dirty here is the bureaucrats. Yep, more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features for free. 
So enjoy those on us. Those features include, by the way, archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, go and grab them up for free online at freetalklive.com. It'll cost you zero, except the time it takes to click on the link and download it. Uh, freetalklive.com. In fact, going back an entire year for free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Sound money's under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and Secret Service on November 14th. All of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to libertydollar.org and sign up for their updates and register for the lawsuit. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. Also, when you go to libertydollar.org, you'll find out more about their upcoming 2008 Liberty Dollar. Even though the government has gone in and been just generally awful uh, to Bernard, Bernard von Nothaus and his uh, his helpful staff over there at the Liberty Dollar, they're continuing on, pressing forward. Uh, with a new revision, a new version of the Liberty Dollar, and looking forward to uh, their continued success, or what possibly could count its success now. Apparently, you can have the new Liberty Dollar in your hands by as early as the end of the month. Very cool. I'm hoping we'll have more information on that as it uh, develops. Once again, that's libertydollar.org. 800-259-9231. Real quick, just a, a quick point to those of you that heard us talking about this ice cream shop that has been shut down uh, in Bucks County, I believe that's near Philadelphia. Anyway, this ice cream sh- uh, shop, been open for 60 years, have been shut down allegedly because of some health code violations, including food handlers who weren't wearing hair restraints, poorly maintained concrete flooring in the dishwashing room. I don't know why that exactly is going to... Uh, I'm not sure why that's a health violation. Uh, and abandoned equipment that were left in the shop. Certainly not the most egregious of violations, but I don't want people to think that Free Talk Live is for dirty restaurants. No, not at all. We're for the marketplace providing cleanliness. Sure, and you know these issues may very well be legitimate. I don't believe it for a second. But they, oh, he's being politically targeted, no right. doubt. It seems clear to me from that article that that's the case. Right. But maybe, maybe that's so. But I absolutely, positively believe that uh, a company can come along and handle uh, certifying a restaurant, uh, certifying restaurants all over the town, all over the nation. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a Zagat's, uh, Z-A-G-A-T, uh, does this sort of thing. Um, you know, they, they rate sort of top restaurants. Mm-hmm. But why can't there be other um, rating companies? There can. The that, only reason that there rely aren't. on their own, um, the, the, their, their own uh, reputation for their right. rating. If they give a bad rating, people are going to say, oh, I'm not going to a restaurant that's rated by Mark's rating company anymore. Yeah. He's just in it for the money. Right. He's a shill. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so you're right. Uh, the marketplace could easily provide these services. It's The reason why you don't see them so often is because, well, people presume the government's handling it. It's the same thing with government schools. I mean, people presume that kids are getting a good education because the government's handling it. We right. don't have to think about these things. But and Thomas Jefferson said when he, when, the, you know, when he was involved in the founding of this country, he said that liberty requires vigilance. You have to be vigilant in the protection of your liberty. Yeah. You can't just sign it all over to the government because when you do, things like this happen. People get attacked for political motivations. Their businesses get shut down right. because they don't agree with the people that are in, in charge. Right. A, uh, an independent third party organization that was was certifying restaurants wouldn't be able to shut down the restaurants. They could just give them black marks and publish them openly. Uh, they right. wouldn't and be able to target would... them with, with some sort of political retaliation because there would be no political pull. No people would still there. be able to uh, choose to go to that restaurant. They'd say, ah, you know, I just don't believe what that company says. Take I'm going to go there. Yeah. I like trichinosis. I'm going there. <laughs> Whatever. This is a free country. Well, yeah. no, it's not. 
We'd like it to be free, though. Well, that's the idea. But really, briefly, go ahead. If you don't believe me on this, go go ahead and talk to a restaurateur. You know, at your favorite restaurant, whatever. Um, somebody you're on good terms with, somebody you've got a little bit of rapport with, perhaps. That's probably the best way to, to talk to them. But I guess just to ask anybody, any of them a question. Ask them how often the government comes in and inspects. Go ahead. Ask them how often it happens, and ask them if they are told in advance of it. Go ahead. I bet you odds are good that it's less than once or twice a year, and that they're always told in advance of the visit. Mm. Now, I'm sure there are some exceptions to that rule out there, but from the restaurateurs and the people that have worked in restaurants that I've spoken to, that is the case. So to suggest that that level of inspection is somehow going to be keeping you safe from foodborne illness and other things is absolutely asinine. Asinine. Now, what is keeping you safe is the fact that the marketplace wants you to come back and buy more. That's really... First and foremost, the number one factor as to why you are safe eating at restaurants and food service places. Because they want your business again. They don't want to bump you off. And so, and, and if you just get sick from them or something like that, you're going to go out and tell your friends. And you're not going to eat at that restaurant. In fact, and are look, you telling me people don't, don't get food poisoning now from restaurants? Apparently oh, the government's failing us. Well, they get food poisoning now, but really if, I think uh, most food poisoning instances actually come from misprepared home meals. It's just that people always chalk it up to, oh, it must have been the restaurant I ate at. No, it was probably you not washing your hands before you handled the, you know, the, the uh, faucet on the, the sink after you touched the chicken. Stuff like that, you know. Uh, but anyway. So the fact is it's the marketplace that, that is really out there keeping you safe. And there are some programs that are going on that go far above and beyond uh, the government's inspections. You mentioned Zagat's for the more upper crust restaurants, but even for chain places like McDonald's and uh, Panera Bread, uh, Burger King's. You know, these chain restaurants, they have internal inspections. They have their own inspection, like corporate inspection division, which that does not announce its visits. There are some announced ones, but sometimes they'll just come in. Oh, let's see your kitchen. Let's see the back. Let's right. go around. Because they want to know that the restaurants in their chain, the ones that are carrying their name, right. are um, protected. What's the government care if they do some bad, uh, you know, bad inspection? They don't care. They want their customers protected. They want their name protected. So the, the managers of these restaurants, they quake in fear from the inspections from the home office. They could really care less about the bureaucrats when they come through. I know that uh, my girlfriend tells me the restaurant she works in, they... When the government inspector comes in, he comes around and looks at the uh, the ceiling tiles, apparently, mm. and then gets a cup of coffee and sits down. Well, they do have excellent coffee where she works. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they, even when the government inspector comes in, I mean, it's usually no more than twice a year, maybe once a year. Even when they come in, they're not doing a good job because they're government bureaucrats. All they need to show their boss is, well, I went here today and here today and here today. Okay, you've done your job. Thanks. And you know, when they do go after people, it's likely to be politically motivated. Yep. So there you go. 1-800-259-9231. We're completely in favor of cleanliness and pointing out that it's the marketplace that's keeping you safe today, not these government health inspectors, not these government health boards. They're just bureaucratic parasites like the rest of bureaucracies. Let's go to the phones. To the fun, you bring up anything. We talk to Mark in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live, Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, Mark, uh, Ian sure knows how to yap, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a talker. <laughs> anyway, um, 
Two quick points. The first one, I, I just I moved to Philadelphia a couple months ago. It took me a couple months to catch up with you guys on the podcast. Welcome back. Thank you. And uh, I found it really interesting right after I left Texas that Ian actually um, endorsed the aborting of retards. When did I've... that happen? Ian said it was okay to abort retards if you knew your kid was like. I think it's retarded. okay to abort anything. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You said it. I swear to God. Well, it does. It sounds like a, you know it's, I your, mean, it's your parasite. You should be able to abort it. He's not parasite. a big fan of children. Wow. Not a big fan of children, Ian. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. Anyway, um, the and, and fortunately was... for all of us, Ian has a vasectomy. Yes, like, he's <laughs> not going to breed. <laughs> True. Anyway, the reason I called was about taxes. Uh, the income tax in particular, I, I'm yeah. a little confused on two different stances I'm hearing from the liberty movement. The uh -oh. first one is I hear you guys all the time talking about how, uh, you know, the government steals our, our money and uh, reallocates the funds to these different projects. And yeah, stuff. they do. And, uh, but at the same time, I also hear, like, uh, from the Grace Commission, from the Reagan administration, that our taxes are going towards nothing but to pay the interest off on the debt that we owe, and I. So, so how do you how do you? So you're talking about federal taxes, not state and local taxes. Exactly. Let's talk Income about tax. it here, here in moments. Hang on, dude. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Uh, he may be right on the the second point. I'm not really too sure, but I do know one thing's for sure. Regardless of the income tax itself, they are still stealing your money. We'll explain. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. Bring up anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. That's the place to go. The features are for free. If you like the show, then consider supporting us by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is a simple one. You send in 3 bucks a month. We take that in and turn it around into promoting Free Talk Live, to getting on more radio stations across the country, spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Once again, head over to amp.freetalklive.com, learn more about it, learn about the perks you get, like access to the amp-only chat room, amp-only call-in lines, and more, uh, all there at amp.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. LegalZoom.com. We go back to Mark in Pennsylvania. Now, Mark, you had said that you're a little bit confused, and I'd, if you could, just recap your question so we have time to appropriately address it. Well, I hear two things coming from the freedom movement. The first, the first thing I hear is that uh, the income tax is theft. I completely understand that. One of the communist planks of a pro progressive income tax. I understand it. It's bad. And that they take this money that we make and they you know, claim part of it, and uh, so we use part of the income tax to uh, pay for you know, representative and senator salaries and uh, different things, or the military, stuff like that. Yet on the other side of the free freedom movement, I hear... Uh, like, for example, they claim that the Grace Commission uh, during the Reagan administration said that the income tax does nothing but pay for the interest on the federal debt. So I don't know, 
you know, it, it's really confusing to me. Well, I, I have struggled with the same question that you have. And obviously the, the Federal Reserve and its cozy little relationship with the, uh, with the federal government. And the Federal Reserve's about as federal as Federal Express. I mean, it, it, they just call themselves the Federal Reserve. They're an organization of central banks that works with the government. And the government is, contracts with them to produce the money. So when the government needs more money, they send a message to the Federal Reserve. The federal Reserve prints that for them. Um, so somewhere between the federal government and this organization of banks, they they decide when the money is is made. Um, where so are they inflating the currency strictly to pay their own salaries? I, they may be. I this this is it's obscured because this cozy little relationship. Um, they don't they don't give us all the information. Apparently, the president appoints the chief of the Federal Reserve. But I, how do I know that he makes all the decisions? It's a private company. They don't have to release their information, any information they don't feel like releasing. So the answer is we don't know whether the – Some uh, people claim the IRS is private. I don't know if that's true either. Yeah, they, they claim no, they're, a, they're, they're, they are a branch of the executive government under the Department of Treasury. Well, okay. what about the claims that it was uh, at one point incorporated in Puerto Rico? I don't know about that. Yeah, they, see, I, I there you heard go. that claim. Well, there, now you have. Well, there's all okay. kinds of interesting claims out there, and I don't know. I, it, it's hard to say exactly where the money goes. We do know the, the federal government is taking it, but I mean, presuming that the uh, Grace Commission results are, are true and correct and that 100% of the money the IRS takes goes to pay off the interest, uh, then that would mean that, yes, they would have to be printing the money uh, to make up for it, which is also a tax. It, right, and you hear that claim in the uh, America Freedom to Fascism movie, yeah. That, that 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 all the money that the uh, IRS takes strictly goes to pay off debt to the Federal Reserve. Now, as I recall from my days of actually paying these federal taxes, uh, they show you some sort of a bar graph. Or not yeah, a bar, there was a pie chart pie graph, in the, pie every chart. every 1040 form uh, booklet. There was a pie chart to right. show you where your money went. Well, that sh- I think it shows you the federal budget which would be different from where your money's going, right? So if they show you a pie chart and say, here's the federal budget, well, you think that's where your income taxes sure, are going that's to. The, uh, that's, what, that's what it's, you're led to believe. It's misdirection. Right, um, very misleading. Right, so you, that's just what you think. And this is, of course, what lawyers do. I mean, they want to mislead you into thinking certain things. And so, uh, so it would make sense that the money is going to the debt, or is going to, uh, to pay the interest on uh, the, the United States government's debt, and then they're just printing the money to, to make up uh, for whatever they're lacking. So I, th- I think that uh, – I, I, does that help clear anything up for you? Or just Not like... really, because it's still confusing. Nobody's really – the government doesn't really want to tell us what's going on with our tax money. Sure, but you're, you're clear that we're just as confused as you are, right? right? Uh, yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> right, I don't, and I don't see why it's really even an issue. I mean, it's just more of a detail than anything else. I mean, the, the issue is the government confiscating your wealth from you by force. That's the <clears throat> issue, and well, there's one, no denying that. One way that I've figured out to stop paying taxes – is that, uh, or at least federal taxes, put it that way, is to, to claim nine on the W-2, I think it is, which is what I've been doing for the last year. What is and, it? What is nine? Uh, nine dependents. So if you claim nine dependents, they let you keep all your money? Yeah, I don't know if you've, uh, when you fill out the actual form, uh, you know, it asks you about yourself, so you claim one. And, uh, or you're the head of a household, so you claim one. So that's uh, two, right? Okay. So they take less money out. But if you claim zero, they, they take, take more money the most out. out. Right. Right. So now, I put nine. Now, um, I'm wait, single. Wait. I have no children. I'm not married. But I put nine. But do you fill out the taxes at the end of the year? Zero out. But do you do you fill out their tax forms at the end of the year as no. well? 
You I didn't last year. Let's so they're continuing. Way. Your your place of business is continuing to give you your full paychecks then. Well, aside from uh, local and state taxes, yes. But interesting. Aren't you concerned? I mean, it it seems like the government punishes um, non-filers. Period. Um, far worse, or f- uh, far less than it punishes people who lie to them on their little IRS forms. See, that's the thing. Is I'm not filing a form, so I'm not really lying. Sure, you're not. Li- you're not filing. A, um, aren't you filing a W two? You're filing a W two. Yeah, right. sure. Maybe that is somewhat of a lie. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, if you don't, don't have nine know, dependents, I, it would seem like they would consider that a lie. Um, well, it's going to take. I what, support six, you in keeping all your money. Uh, I, I, you know, and but the most I can do there is uh, send you, a, uh, you know, send you a cookie in prison. Well, you let's know? just pray that Ron Paul actually gets the the Republican nomination and wins this thing. If I'll I believed in all the praying, if I believed in praying, I certainly IRS, would be. <laughs> it's going to take the IRS six to eight years to catch up with me in the first place, and if they don't exist in six to eight years, it's not going to matter. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be awesome, Mark. Thanks for the call tonight. All Appreciate right, hearing night, from guys. you, sir. Eight hundred two five nine. Ninety-two thirty-one. I really wish prayer worked. I mean, I, I love the idea. <laughs> um, I don't know that it does. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't. I just, I'm not sure. No, I've, science has pretty much I've, shown that I've it doesn't. Shown, I've seen some, uh, you know, I've seen some science that says that it doesn't. Yeah, it's nonsense. It, it would seem like that prayer Fantasy. works on me, like, you know, the power of positive thinking kind of thing. Like I can, I'm all for positive thinking. I can thinking. pray that I my health gets better, and likely I think it would. Right, but, but you can also do the same thing by, you know, getting up in the morning saying that you're grateful for your for healing and getting better and that sort of thing. And that's the sort of affirmative prayer that I believe in. Right, that's but not really If I prayer. pray for your health, it's not really going to do any good. Well, praying, I didn't, I, I don't think affirmations are the same as prayer because when you're praying, you're sort of offering up to some sort of deity. You're offering up to uh, something with a consciousness that is going to grant you a benefit. And I, I think that it's a little – I think pr- prayers come with a little more expectation than does an affirmation. That's I think just that, me, though. I think that uh, it, it's a it's an issue of semantics. I mean, essentially, okay. when you pray, pray hard enough, you you're you're making an affirmation. Fine. But you're saying that. But again, if it's if it's an affirmation about yourself, that's the only thing you can affirm. You can't affirm things for other people, right? You can't. That <laughs> which is similar to prayer. You can't pray for the religious philosophy that I believe in. Um, says that uh, I am a piece of God, and I can therefore make things happen in the real world. Um, can you be God? I, well, I am God. But can you really be God? What do you mean? I mean, can you advance from being a piece of God to a whole God? But I am a whole God. Okay, but you said you were a piece of God. Well, you know, I'm a piece of the whole God. Whatever. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's just a bunch of hooey, right? <laughs> um, but science, the science I've seen, and I, I somewhat believe it, um, says that, in fact, you know, they've they've done studies on people with uh, heart uh, problems and, you know, put them in all kinds of blind studies and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, people with uh, people who got prayed for didn't do any better Nothing. than people who didn't. Yep, exactly. 1-800, not to rain on anybody's parade or anything like that, but hey, them's the science. Not that uh, people that believe in prayer necessarily are too, uh, too big fans of science, so they'll probably just discount that. The science is a tool of the devil. They're trying to trick you. <laughs> the the devil, uh, no, no, do they say that Jesus or God or whatever left the dinosaur bones to try to test your faith. Isn't that the religious people's excuse well, for that Well, lots one? of people claim lots of different things yeah. um, to, you know, in order to uh, make their religions fit. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me that uh, the dinosaur bones were probably left by dinosaurs because they were their skeletons. And likely they roamed around the earth. You know, however many millions of years ago they said they the said religious people say that's not possible. They say it's only been around six thousand years. 
right? Well, that's because they did the math in the Bible, and I think that the, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of good things in the Bible. I just don't think that you should base your religion on Genesis, um, you know, which is where they get a lot of these numbers from. Uh, Genesis is, you know, it's it's a collection of uh, Jewish legends. There you go. 1-800-259-9231. Bring up anything. It's not to say that you shouldn't be privy to have your own religion and whatever. Please, have a religion. Believe in stuff. But the science is interesting. Yeah, people that believe that the devil left the bones to confuse us um, uh, they, they, aren't looking at the same uh, understanding of Christianity that I have because the devil cannot create anything. There he are is two not a creator. Sects. Wait, there is a sect of Christianity that says the devil did it yeah. and the God did it? Yeah, all, all the kinds of different things. But my understanding is that only God can create things. Mandatory breathalyzer tests was not a creation of God. We'll talk about it in hour three. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching in hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Coming up this hour, breathalyzer tests are now mandatory at at least one New Jersey high school. We'll talk about that and why it's an awful idea, policy. Uh, but first, we go to your phone calls. Ladies first, it's Lucy in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Lucy. Lucy, North Carolina, going once. Lucy, hello, hello there. I um, uh, just uh, wanted to ask you on the eve of the primary in New Hampshire, yeah. uh, why is it in all the media that uh, Ron Paul is not kicking butt there? I was really expecting him to just blow when, him When over. you say he's not kicking butt, what do you mean, the polling numbers? The polling numbers are horrendous. Are they're they showing? The, I, I, I mean, to be honest, I haven't. Well, they're saying the independent voters are toggling between McCain and Obama, which makes absolutely no sense to me. The, the independent voters? That's a the show. Undecided. independent voters. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? Um, sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, it just uh, it doesn't make sense to me at all. It doesn't make any and sense to me, and I, I just got to say that it, it looks to me like America's not quite ready for the freedom message. If um, Ron Paul, you know, I, I'm still I'm still predicting 20 percent. You know, we'll see how um, see what happens uh, tomorrow and uh, what the numbers look like. But I'm still predicting 20 percent here in New Hampshire for Ron Paul. But I, I was really hoping on a win. Um, and, and I had said many times that I believe we're going to de- deliver New Hampshire for Ron Paul. Uh, I, you know, it doesn't. It's it's not looking well, that way with the polling gonna numbers. He is going to be on Jay Leno tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and we should also we should also remind you that uh, the polls are always conducted via telephone, and they're only calling landlines. So and, and New Hampshireites like to play coy with the with the polls. They they you know they want to be tight lipped about who with for whom they're voting often. So there's a certain problem there. I think that it's it's really all speculative until the actual results come in. But either way, it's very unlikely Ron Paul will get first place. And that really does say, say you know, that backs up what you're pointing out, Mark, and that is that the people that are willing to participate in the political system these days have been very effectively programmed, brainwashed, whatever you want to call it, by their government indoctrination camps known as government schools, which we'll be talking about here in, in a few moments. 
but they've been very effectively programmed to, uh, well, you know, to vote for well, these. Talking about schools, one thing that I've been upset with Ron Paul is he's not clarified one issue, which is getting rid of the Department of Education. He means the federal Department of Education. He doesn't mean your local Johnny goes to public school. Well, down he the can't control that. He's the. And, uh, but see, the people that are against him on the blogs are saying he wants to do away with all public education. Well, and I think that if you asked Ron Paul his opinion, that, well, now, know? Lucy, hold on a second. I, I think that if you asked Ron Paul his opinion, because remember, he's running as a presidential candidate, so he can only really take positions on federal issues. And, but, and a lot of people are, she's saying a lot of people are too dumb to know the difference. Oh, I understand. I but if you asked him his opinion, I think he would say, yes, we need to get rid of, of, uh, of all government schools. I, that's just my opinion based on my no understanding of Ron Paul. That. Sorry, say again? He has no control over that, even correct. if he That's was correct. president. And I just, I would, I wish he would clarify for the drooling masses that he only means the federal department well, of education. It's hard to do in thirty-second sound bites. You know, there's only so much that uh, that he can get away with in these debates because it's very, very uh, time limited. Perhaps we'll see more of Ron Paul after these uh, primaries are over and a couple more people uh, drop out of the uh, the race. Maybe they'll give him more time. Maybe they'll give him more attention. Uh, it's certainly not over. I mean, even if Ron Paul places below third in New Hampshire, he's not going to drop out of this race. That's I think Ron Paul's going to He's got a lot of money, and he's going to stick right. with it. He's going to go through the uh, as far as he possibly can. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that. But, yes, it is certainly uh, perturbing that so many people seem to be so willing to vote for these big government right. candidates. What were you telling me during the break, Mark, about somebody you were talking to uh, about why they wanted to vote for someone, because like Barack Obama oh, or whatever? Um, well, you know, that somebody wanted to vote for Barack Obama because they reminded him of uh, John F. Kennedy. And, you know, so many people are... <sighs> I like Barack Obama because he's black and has a beautiful voice and pretty teeth. I mean, it just they—they're—it's right. their feelings. They're—they're they're not looking at anything. Um, I, I go along with what the Onion said about that—that that it's the BS uh, motivation. If you've seen that YouTube video, right. that it's the BS voter is out there with their BS issues yep. that have and absolutely no relevance There's whatsoever. so many of those this is, the, this is the problem with uh, democracy in general, and specifically with the system that we've ended up with here. The Founding Fathers, I don't think, ever imagined that these... Uh, Positions that the president, uh, the position of president, would be nearly as powerful as it is. Uh, but you know, now when uh, somebody, some butthead, um, you know, one of these foolish people that doesn't pay attention, they decide, well, I've been told to go out and vote, and I've got to go out and rock the vote, or whatever reason right. it is, they go out and vote. They jam down my throat this guy with his big plans that's going to spend all kinds of money, and it, I have to live with it. I have to pay the money. If I don't pay the money to the IRS for this guy's wonderful plans. I go to prison. Right. Hey, Lucy, thanks yeah. for the call tonight. We'll see what oh. happens tomorrow evening uh, on uh, Free Talk Live as the numbers come in here. Right. And there's no candidate program. out there that wants to give you freedom except for Ron Paul. And, you know, I, I would like him to, to want to give us more, but I'll take the freedom that he's willing to give. Well, it's not Ron Paul who's going to give you freedom. Ron Paul Res will uh, will hopefully help abolish many of the federal agencies that have been so effective at taking away your freedom. Just a, well, to when they that. took it away, and Ron Paul is going to return it to you. That's uh, the, the, effectively the same thing as give. I mean, yes, we are free by Saying our, Ron Paul is going to give you freedom makes him sound sort of like a deity in some way. But ways. he is going to do some of that. He is going to give you freedom back in some ways. Um, we were given it by birth, but it was taken away from us. 
1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Uh, so it, there are just way too many voters in this country yeah. that are voting based on, oh, he looks so presidential. Right. You know, I really love that Groucho Marx, and I love Charlie Chaplin. I think I'll vote for Hitler. He's got that same kind of mustache. Yeah. Well, who are these idiots? They're all over the place, apparently. And, the, and their votes affect me. Look, I think those people are the the number one people to take care of their lives, to manage their lives. I don't think the government is qualified. I don't want to manage my life. I want a leader. Right, I want right. to vote for a leader. That's what Barack Obama says, the term leader, all the time. What we need is a leader. You do, I don't want a leader. Thank you very much, Barack. But unfortunately, Mark, it seems that most people, at least who vote, do. And it's that's a problem, again, with the mentality of Americans today, and I trace it right back to government schools. And I also trace it to the media, which is sort of more of, I, I think the media, to some extent, reflects the current situation in the country, but it also, at the same time, helps create the current situation, or at least reinforce it, because it's the media commentators that you can frequently hear saying things like, Oh, doesn't she look splendid tonight? This this woman is very, very first lady material. She's looking very lovely in her dress. You know those sorts of comments. They that those those were actually some of the comments that I heard one time uh, on a like I think it was a YouTube clip of one of the presidential inaugurations where they were they were commenting on how regal the president and his wife looked when they were coming to get their inaugura- you know their inauguration they were commenting it was like it was almost like an episode of one, one of those shows where they analyzed the hollywood stars yeah, clothing it's like e. right except it's for politicians i mean really the politics has turned into sort of a a sport and maybe it was always this way it's it, maybe it's just getting worse it's it's so it's the mentality is so uh team like you know, it's the same just asininity of, oh, go Patriots. I live in the same area as you, so therefore I'm a winner when you're a winner. Or, you know, it's the same thing with the Republicans and the Democrats. Go Red Team. Yeah, yep. when your candidates win, I feel like I'm a winner. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> but you lose every time. It's 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 just it's just amazing. I can't I just can't understand why it is that people just think one of these teams is so great and the other one's so awful. So Mom bizarre. Mom and Dad to me. said so, Mark. And that's it, it, largely that's what it is. Largely, people are ethnically Republican or ethnically Democrat. Um, you know, they were born into a family that was Democrat or Republican, and they don't think about these things. Mom and Dad wouldn't be wrong. Grandma was that way too. You know, I've I've talked to my wife ad nauseum, and I'm not I'm not complaining about my wife. I'm just telling you that you know this, this is a person that I get to talk to. I get to talk to so yeah. few on a regular basis. <laughs> um, but I've talked to her ad nauseum about things, and she's a libertarian. Now she may not be the level of libertarian that certainly um, that you are, and she's not the level that I am. Um, she has some sticking points on the war on drugs issue, but and, you know she's a libertarian. Okay, she is. But um, I wanted her to register Republican to vote for Ron Paul, and she wouldn't register Republican. She did register undecided so that she can go in and um, register Republican because for a it's few too minutes. icky. Right. She just wouldn't register Republican. She has this thing about registering Republican. Right. I can't say that I'm real happy about being identified as it's a Republican like, all the like time either. It's like sending a Patriots fan to a Yankees, you know, or well, that's two, two different Giants. sports. <laughs> More on the way. It's like sending a Patriots fan to some other team's game and forcing him to wear the, the other team's shirt. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, your show, take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line, it is Ian here with you, and Mark, 1-800-259-9231, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, features for free, uh, soon do enjoy those on us again, 
That's freetalklive.com. Don't forget uh, to uh, take a look at the Shrine of Female Listeners, by the way, shrine.freetalklive.com. The dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. How would you like to, say, to, to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com. Read some real testimonials. Find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. As we go to the phones to The Fun, Puke in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hey, Puke. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, not much. Are you guys as tired as I am today? Uh, I'm a little tired. I mean, I had a decent amount of sleep last night, but we we ended up hitting the road to Manchester again today, and we'll be doing so tomorrow. I'll be pretty, I'll be pretty beat tomorrow because we have to go and do the show in Manchester and then come all the way back to Keene, and then I have to do the archives. So the archives might actually be online a little bit late uh, tomorrow night. At least uh, later than usual. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not tired. I've gotten enough sleep. Yeah. I just There's so many other things that are piling up, and it seems like everybody wants a piece of my attention, and I have oh. to give it to them because of the show. You so know? you're referring to the Liberty Forum, though, right, Puke? Absolutely. Um, you know, I had such a great time there, and I got very little sleep because there's uh, too much partying to be done. And yes. Every once in a while, you know, that's a good thing to do. Well, you I'm know, glad that you, uh, you you sacrificed yourself like that. Well, if you want to make the early morning uh, <laughs> seminars and that sort of thing, the panel sessions, then, yeah, you are usually not going to get too much sleep. But if you stay up late and then you sleep through the first few sessions... Uh, then you'll be okay. But, but then I feel like I'm missing things. I yeah. want to see every single one of the panels. I want to see what every single one of the uh, the speakers have to say. They're all excellent speakers. Right. Well, that's why I spent a whole bunch of my... I was going to come home and take a nap today, Mark, but then I got online and I went to the Ridley Report and I saw that there was like 10 new videos up. So, of course, I had to watch all of those and I had to, of course, right. catch up on all the missed Ron Paul videos that happened over the weekend. And before I knew it, you were here to do the show. Uh, so I'm still waiting on that nap. guess it's not going to yeah. happen. I absolutely had a great time. I I was able to make the Liberty Forum last year, and um, now I've had a a year in state to uh, get to know people even more. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, it was just like hanging out with a huge group of friends, and it was uh, the greatest time. And I got a room in the actual hotel this time, so I didn't have to drive back and forth to a separate hotel, and that definitely helps out whenever you're. Uh, drinking uh, late into the morning. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. I have to say that uh, I agree with you completely that, you know, last year was good. It was really good. But this year was awesome. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that many of the people who were together this year had already met each other at the prior events. And so you're building on a relationship that you'd started earlier. And therefore, people right. were a little more comfortable with one another. And I think that really came out, especially when it came to the after hours uh, sorts of things that went on. I um I would have liked to have uh, hung around and watched you guys perform the show a little bit more, but uh, there were so many people to uh, to talk to and uh, the dinners at night and stuff to attend that I I really didn't get to watch you guys live as much as I would have liked to. But you d- still- you did the point of the event anyway, and that's to meet people and talk to people about liberty. Right. Well, one of the cool things this year was that uh, that we had this little room to broadcast from. Unlike we had last year, we were, last year was just a table in front of the bathrooms. Uh, this year we had this whole little enclosed area and you guys had your own studio essentially right right but there was a nice large section of the room where many of our listeners you at times puke uh, were there just hanging out with each other uh, which was also cool i mean beyond the fact that there were other people to to meet out and about uh, there were you know the free talk live studio essentially became a meeting a a central meeting point uh, for many of the free talk live listeners so that was kind of cool great and i also want to talk about uh, uh, one of the gentlemen that i met jason osborne um I just I can't say enough good things about that guy. He has to be uh, 
one of the best behind-the-scenes activists that the, uh, the Liberty Movement here in New Hampshire has. Yeah, uh, That guy is just so incredibly generous, and he's such a nice guy. And uh, he's just been helping out so many people. And, uh, and uh, you know, he was he was buying drinks the whole weekend for people, and he sponsored the uh, Thursday night little social uh, get-together thing there. And uh, I think he, you're he's right. He's an awesome guy. I agree completely. Jason was amazing. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, uh, Kane from WWE, sent Jason a very, very nice email after the weekend was over. And, and Glenn was also talking about how it was a life-changing experience for him. That's uh, great. Going to the Liberty Forum. I mean, it's just it was it was awesome to hear uh, people like um, Jason Osborne's father, Michael, uh, uh, talk about how he was just so impressed with the people there and and how much fun that they had. And they were never really, you know, they weren't um, Liberty, you know, people. They really didn't know much about it. And then now, after the Liberty Forum, they're just so excited about what's going on up here. And right, you know, well, even a lot of people will come and. You know, join us. Even uh, even Barry Cooper and his wife Candy from Never Get Busted, they did not right. – uh, when they walked into this event, they weren't really libertarians necessarily. I mean, they might have heard some of the ideas before, but when they left at the end of the weekend, they had – you know, they had a crash course in Abraham Lincoln and uh, <laughs> and all right. kinds of – I mean, their eyes had really been opened to, to all kinds of things they hadn't necessarily been exposed to before. So it was really very, very uh, – a, a growing experience, I think, for a lot of people and uh, and I want to point something out about Jason Osborne. Uh, again, he's the man behind SACL, one of the one of the guys behind SACL CAI. He, uh, he our and major his father, sponsor, Mike. Yeah. Well, they're our major sponsor, but they also sponsored the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Yeah. And they're also uh, Jason is the executive producer of Barry Cooper's new video, Never Get Rated. Mm-hmm. Now, it what's interesting about this is Jason is only all of that because he found Free Talk Live because he was apparently. Surfing around on iTunes, typed in libertarian, found our show, and you know got pretty excited about it. And I, and that I want to point it out because it's important. At to At first, remember. he thought we were just a bunch of slubs. Just so you know. Well, that's fine. <laughs> at at, uh, at first, rather, what I want to point out is that uh, you never know who you're going to touch with this message. So that's why it's so important to get out there and post on the internet, to get out there and do your own podcast, to get into the media, get on television, do whatever you can do to spread the message of liberty, because eventually. There's going to be another Jason Osborne sitting out there encountering your message and or yeah. somebody bigger. You know, Glenn Jacobs is arguably much bigger than uh, Jason Osborne, <laughs> physically much bigger. Well, I was a kind of a toss-up. And plenty of little guys like myself. You know, if it wasn't for me finding Free Talk Live, I wouldn't be here in New Hampshire doing, you know, what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And I, uh, you guys are just touching so many people yourselves with your great programming. There's an amazing well, synergy that, that I have is another happening. story that I'd like to relay while we're talking about sure. this. You know, the, the synergy sort of um, ideas that Ian, you had done, you used to do a Operation Politically Homeless booths in Sarasota. That's right. At one of those booths, you met Neil. Um, he was he. he Ended up being, uh, you know, founding a uh, Libertarian Party thing at uh, University of Florida. And uh, he's now putting out the Liberty Sentinel. Which is a newspaper in the central Florida area. I believe area. it's LibertySentinel.com. But it's not just um, it's not just a Florida newspaper. It's, you know, talks about libertarian issues all over. Well, right. But it, that's where it's distributed. Right. So I Though mean, he wants to expand that. It was just an Operation Politically Homeless booth. Right. It was just me giving out uh, world's smallest political quizzes. So, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with necessarily being in the media. It's, it's just getting out there and doing outreach. It's getting out there and helping people understand this this message, the message of freedom. And it's so simple. It's not hard to do these things, and you never know who you're going to uncover next. Puke, any other thoughts for us tonight? I uh, know. That's all I wanted to say, guys. You guys have a great night. i got to get some sleep. So. Great call, man. Good. Uh, <laughs> enjoy later. that. Thanks, dude. 800-259-9231. 
really is an amazing movement uh, full of incredible people, and it's only going to get better and bigger from here. I mean, this movement isn't going to shrink. <laughs> and that's, I think, one of the things the establishment is very concerned with. They can't handle our ideas. They don't know how to rebut them. All they can do is attack and insult. And that's what Ron Paul is going to be seeing here in a little while. We can talk more about Ron and the New Jersey high school's mandatory breathalyzers all on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so uh, do enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all being discussed for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of customers who have failed to pay their bills. You may believe that this debt only affects these industries and businesses. However, when people do not pay their bills, all customers pay the penalties, which are manifest through increases prices everywhere. So if you have or know any businesses that require assistance with collections, tell them to call SACL CAI for a no-obligation, no-cost proposal. SACL CAI. Repositioning companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. See their banner at freetalklive.com. Single CI. 800-259-9231. To the phones, to the fun. Vince in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Vince. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Good. Great. What's on your mind, sir? Sounds like your event in New Hampshire was a good thing. Yeah, Yeah. it was a huge success. Yeah, because I'm not well enough yet physically to get out there, but... I'm going to try to get out there next year. I hope Excellent. you feel better soon. New Hampshire is a nice place to go and visit, too. And, mm-hmm. But uh, I also go to the Freedom Fest out in Las Vegas. So ah, yes. That's fun and warm. That's a, that's a good place, but in the middle of July, it's kind of warm. Yep. Really so, warm. But I, you know, I call in quite frequently, you know, mention your losses of freedoms. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the losses of our freedoms is the trial by jury. And you'll find in most states, if a person is having trouble getting insurance because of their so-called bad driving record, um, they can get what they call assigned risk from the state. It's all—it's true in all 50 states. What's that mean? Well, that means that if, let's say, you know, I've had a lot of trouble maybe. Uh, maybe I had a couple of no insurance accidents. I've injured a few people. Okay. And maybe I have a drunk driving and, you know, now I've, you know, say four or five years later, I've, they have turned around my life a little bit. And I go to the state now and get an assigned risk, what they call assigned risk. They will actually get an insurance company to write my insurance for a minimum of six months. It's very expensive, but, uh, they will insure me. And the so state the pays state... half the premium. Wait a minute. The state is forcing the insurance companies to insure you? Well, yeah, because they, you know, they have a what they call a Department of Financial Institutions or Insurance or whatever you want to call it. Okay. But see, it's this is you know I think you know you'll find that all these traffic accidents you know say someone 
were to have an accident with you or me and they're not insured, they won't make them go to court. And I'm not encouraging them to spend time in jail because it's not a crime of violence unless they deliberately do it. Right. And I can prove it. But you're not going to be able to get that into a trial court with any accident or car accident because it's they have deemed that not to be put into a trial court. Now, huh. they will do it for certain certain DUI and drug-related offenses. So you're saying that uh, that these people that have had dri- trouble driving in the past can get some mm-hmm. sort of special insurance from the government. The government, mm-hmm. the government taxpayer, taxpayers are paying for part of the insurance for oh, yeah. these people, and then if they get into an accident, then they can't be sued. Is that what you're saying? They can be sued. Oh yeah, but it it has a lot of limitations. Huh. So if you get an accident with one of these people or no, uh, an uninsured person, you know, even if you have the insurance to cover yourself in these instances for underinsured and uninsured motorists, mm-hmm. you're going to face a world of, because I've faced it here recently. I'm going to tell you something. The only reason it stopped was because I was an attorney myself, but you're going to face, you know, rejections for, you know, medical treatment if you need it. That's if your insurance, insurance doesn't don't want to pay. And that's, <laughs> so you're saying and that if your insurance doesn't cover enough of the injuries, then actually challenging this person in uh, through the system would be very very difficult because they have some sort of level of protection. Yes, because they're uninsured, and why make their life any more difficult? You know, they can make other people's lives difficult. But this huh. is what we, you know, Andre Moreau when he ran for president in, on the Libertarian ticket, 1992. Said, yeah. He said that you know the biggest problem with all state governments and federal governments is we're absolving people of their, you know, their responsibilities. He did talk a lot about no fall insurance. Well, people should be able to to uh, to bargain in the marketplace uh, to get insurance, and if they have to pay extra, they should have to pay extra. And I don't think the government needs to be stepping into that at all. But we all know the government's very well tied in uh, with many of these insurance companies, especially in places like Massachusetts, uh, where they they make the regulations so ex- extreme that it just uh, you know it, it it benefits certain insurance companies at the uh, the cost of others, and the others just throw up their hands and leave the state, which means that the existing insurance companies Companies, the ones that remain uh, essentially pick less up all their, they pick up all their customers and uh, there's there's even less competition than ever before so the whole thing is just a mess and Vince thanks for the call tonight we appreciate yeah. it thanks very much yes sir one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one since we're talking about insurance which inevitably uh, he mentions uh, you know dry, dangerous drivers uh, of course driving while uh, intoxicated is certainly not a safe activity and that's one of the excuses that Pequannock Township New Jersey has used to mandate that their high school students be given breathalyzer tests. According to CBS News, when it comes to keeping our teenagers safe and sober, one New Jersey school district is taking the lead by employing the use of a breathalyzer test. As CBS2 uh, CBS found out, it's become such a successful deterrent, students are passing with flying colors. Keeping high school students sober can be in some situations a full-time job. Are Stud- high school students usually drunk at school? Well, this isn't necessarily for school. Let me continue. Okay. Student Jessica Forrest said, I personally got breathalyzed at Peconock High School. Getting checked for alcohol is now the rule at dances and other social events. Mm. Parent Barbara Feed says, I'm all for it. Because if your child isn't doing anything wrong, then you have nothing to hide. 
Pecanox School District Superintendent... De- We've never heard that one before, have we? Uh, the superintendent bureaucrat said some students' recent behavior left the district no choice. He says it actually came to a head when last year at the graduation senior trip, we had students who actually couldn't graduate as a result of their drinking. Peckinock also have a, has an active breathalyzer test, similar to what would be used during a police traffic stop. It's a little more intrusive, but administrators believe it sends a clear message about their zero-tolerance policy on alcohol abuse. So far, it's worked. And now other districts are following Pekinok's lead, as this, these things tend to happen. One government comes up with a bad idea, uh, another idea that infringes upon your liberty, and then other governments inevitably pick up on it. Well, and, at least you don't. Uh, most of it's done in uh, uh, at school functions, you know, like dances and that kind of thing. And you don't have to go to those if you don't want to. Well, that's true. You don't. Uh, however, it's only a matter of time, Mark, before they start testing kids they suspect of being drunk at school with this little uh, tester. In fact, Southington High School in Connecticut expanded the program for daily use when a student is suspected of drinking. A superintendent bureaucrat there said in the world of high school students, any alcohol rating is a rating that's inappropriate. Well, um, now hold on. It it would seem, it doesn't bother me generally when schools do things that uh, schools would do in the free market. Um, And I I would think that if a student was appeared to be drunk um, in you know a, a private school, that it wouldn't be unlikely that a school would decide to test um, whether or not that person was drunk before they kicked them out. Um, but, or you know they could be having some kind of sugar seizure. Or, I don't know. You know. I mean, I hear there's all kinds of things that affect people in that same manner. So I don't know that it bothers me if they're giving kids breathalyzers. Um, you know that, that appear to be drunk at the school. Well, again, you're uh, expecting the bureaucrats to be able to effectively uh, determine who is and who is not drunk. They aren't incentivized in the same way. I'll definitely give you that. And it's certainly going to result in some kids being targeted over others uh, for whatever reason. The ones that look drunk? Uh, The ones maybe the teacher doesn't like. I don't know. Peconox school officials say because their limited breathalyzer use has been so effective, they aren't willing to take the program that far just yet. We'll leave that for somebody else to decide. We're really not going into that area. However frequently it's used, I don't think people will like drink anymore, said some brilliant student. We'll come back with more. <laughs> this is your show. you got to be kidding me. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll free. 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features for free if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping. Two locations. One, our store. Get great Free Talk Live merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. In fact, I just got myself a new hoodie over the weekend. Very, very nice. Uh, Once again, that store dot freetalklive.com and for anything else you need in life go to amazon.freetalklive.com and when you enter amazon through that link freetalklive will get a percentage of your purchase new used 41 categories to shop in amazon.freetalklive.com uh, just a few more thoughts on this school breathalyzer situation i of course agree with you mark that in a private school situation certainly it's private property they would be able to set whatever rules they might like and uh, certainly if they thought that a, a young person was drinking on school grounds, uh, they should be able to, to breathalyze. And I think that's, that's okay. I think there's a difference, though, between it happening at a private school and a government school. And I think one of the differences is the more sort of intrusiveness 
we start to see in these government schools, whether it be breathalyzing the kids or whether it be bringing in, you know, police dogs to sniff out every single classroom, which we've heard actually happens, believe it or not, uh, where they lock down the entire school, sniff through every single classroom, sniff through the lockers, all that. Uh, whether it be one or the other of those things or something completely different, maybe putting up cameras, maybe forcing kids to wear identification badges, uh, all of these things have been talked about over the last uh, few years, and many of them have been implemented perhaps at a school near you. I think that sort of instills this obedient mentality uh, in these kids that, well, whatever government says goes, and you must obey. You know, you must do as we say and uh, or else, that sort of thing. And I think it's bad. And in fact, I think that if we had government, or rather if we didn't have government schools, and we actually had marketplace education where we had a real competitive marketplace with a variety of different schools offering different curriculum uh, targeted, tailored to different types of learning uh, abilities and different interests uh, with kids, then I I think you'd find far less drinking at school in the first place. Because I think one of the reasons why kids drink at school is because they're bored to tears. And it's just a way for them to get through the day and have a little fun in class. Some drink at school and some come to to school drunk. I don't think that this is a huge problem in schools, by the way. And I can see what you're saying as far as the government doing these uh, these tests. And you know, since the schools are part of the government, that that's that's a disturbing trend. And both you and I support uh, marketplace schools. I mean, that's what I would like to see. I don't I don't believe that uh, I, I don't believe that anybody should be responsible for uh, paying to educate uh, kids that aren't theirs. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So uh, you just look for this coming to a school near you, where if your kid wants to go to the dance, he might actually have to blow into a tube before he's allowed to walk into the door. The thing that um, and that sort of wholesales. Um, that's they're not just a t- they're not just breathalyzing the individuals they suspect. They're breathalyzing everyone that comes to comes to the dance. To the as dance. I understand it, yeah. And you know the. the Everyone's There's a, a lot more shocking things that go on in school than this. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I do see what you're I, saying. It's bad, though, Mark, because it's... It is th- bad because it, it sets kids up to be these sort of um, lockstep automatons. Right, that right. Just it, do whatever they're told. It and, makes it all so... All right, blow in the tube so that you can go to the jam- well, right, dance, Johnny. Right, It makes it so that the next thing is going... Again, it, it instills obedience, okay? And so that later on, when they get out of high school, they're used to being treated this way. Mm-hmm. So they think it's normal. So when they come across one of those uh, DUI checkpoints that many of us know about, they uh, probably happen and where you live uh usually it's late at night so if you don't drive late you've probably never seen them but uh they would of course be completely accepting of that idea because well we had to we had to blow into a breathalyzer when we went to the school dance so it makes sense that they want to check us when we're driving on the roads this is fine they won't think anything of it whereas to you and i that's an that's an egregious assault on liberty that's that's suspecting everyone of being a criminal and forcing them to prove that they aren't in order to gain access to the next street or in this case gain access to the school dance uh and and it really that is sort of laying the groundwork mark for not to, not only having dui checkpoints but going ahead and giving breathalyzers to everyone at a dui checkpoint now they don't do that right now they just stop your car, and they look at you, and they ask you a question or two, and they move you through if they don't think you're inebriated. But what happens when they start it, you know, oh, just blow here, sir. How will that feel? It's, it's disturbing. Intrusive? Will it, feel, will it feel intrusive, invasive? Because it should. But to them, it wouldn't. To them, it would be normal. Oh, this is what we must do to drive. This is the rules. 
That's my my reason for bringing it up. 800-259-9231. Uh, we go to your calls. It's Jeremy in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind, Jeremy? Hey, um, I'm on uh, I'm online now, so I look forward to getting some emails and stuff from you. All right. Cool. Looking forward to that. Congratulations. Far out, man. Oh, I'm <laughs> a hip Montanan now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, what kind of online do you have? Is it uh, DSL, cable modem? What do you have? A Windows Vista on a, a neighbor's router, so it's kind of cheap. Oh, does your neighbor know you're using his router? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, then that's okay. Oh, very good. We're on a direct line back here, and I already talked to the other guy on GCN, and he said that uh, since I don't use credit cards, he said I could buy prepaid ones and still get on. Now, you're still, now you are still listening on the radio when we're on the radio, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, because I want to remind our online listeners that if we have a radio affiliate in your area, it's very important uh, for you to support them. Because they've gone out on a limb to take Free Talk Live as this, you know, relatively untested uh, radio show and put us on their air. And so listening to them is very, very important. If you can listen live to your local radio affiliate, please do. Uh, and better yet, if you can uh, call John definitely goes way out on a limb. You wouldn't believe some of the truth stories. He, I mean, truth, truth. I mean, they're stories from the past, but, I mean, some of the history comes out with, I mean, as far as, the Israelis and all this stuff that went on with World War II and everything, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff he... Well, I understand that uh, the owner of the station you listen to, KGEZ, John Stokes, he's a good guy. He does, uh, I guess he does a lot of research for his program, and, uh, you know, certainly. I just wanted to, again, encourage you, even though you can get us online, if you can get us on a radio station, please make that your primary listening uh, source for live listening to the show. Jeremy, thanks for the call, man, and uh, enjoy our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the wide world of the Internet, too, Jeremy. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a world. And don't forget to get interactive with the bulletin board system. I know a number of our BBSers would probably really enjoy uh, having you on there as well. 800-259-9231. We continue. Craig in Houston listening over Stick AM. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark, I have a request for you. Okay. I'd like you to do a Free Talk Live show solo. I've been listening to you for about a year. You're a regular co-host here, but I've never heard you solo on the air. Jeez, I don't think I've ever done a show solo. Um, I don't think I have either. Just want to throw that out to you. I had a segment. I had a segment and a half that I did solo because Julia had to leave one night when you were out, Mark, mm-hmm. and I sort of finished up the show solo, and it was okay, but it's just not as much fun for me. I think that we're well, both. A, I both. I think a, we're both uh, kind of boring. Then, how about a show then, Mark, where you're the uh, the primary uh, MC of the show, the primary host? Yeah, that's happened sometimes. Like there was a couple times I've been sick, mm-hmm. and Mark has sort of led the show and. You'd be better at that with more practice. Yeah, I'm a little stilted. You know, I, I'm just not used to introing, extroing, and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you could do it with your shirt off. I'm noticing that on the uh, on the chat room. Yes, yes, they'll love that. <laughs> you know, Mark's still the offer's still on the table as far as getting Mark to take his shirt off. It just requires a thousand dollars to go to Ron Paul uh, from our yeah, listeners. I, I don't know what happened to that whole thing, but apparently they uh, they they didn't quite raise the uh, they they got it, they got it in. Uh, pledges but they didn't get it in um, donations so i don't know maybe someday craig that could happen uh in fact it you know might be in the cards for the future but way off in the distance thanks for the suggestion man 800-259-9231 amp line sam in texas you're on free talk live 
Hey, guys, I've only caught bits of the show, probably beating a dead horse here, but wow, what an incredible event this weekend. Wasn't it? It Phenomenal was really time. amazing. And thank goodness you were there with your camera. Uh, you <laughs> brought this HD cam, and you spent all kinds of money on it, and it really came in handy because you were right there when Barry Cooper tried to get into that elevator with John McCain and was essentially <laughs> – I used the term roughed up earlier. I'm now being told that you weren't necessarily roughed up, that you were just sort of – I guess yeah. blockaded or something. Exactly. I, I've been looking over the footage. I got this home, by the way, and I've j- I've, I'm getting a sound card error, so I can't. I'm not able to edit the video. It's going to take me a while to figure this out, but I will get it posted eventually. All right. Um, I want I want an exclusive announcement when uh, <laughs> when you finally post it. The guy. I watched the guy though. He was as I moved earlier before uh, he ever got there. He was kind of moving back and checking my movements towards McCain. Mm-hmm. So I think he might have been professional security that was kind of hired under the table to watch McCain after all these crazies were. Well, he certainly ran around. the hell out of there real quick afterwards. He did. He did. And I, caught, um, I had a heck of a time getting home. Um, oh, man. You know what? I wish we. You should call back tomorrow night to give the story because we are short on time for that. Okay. But, um. Let's see. What you else? know, I want to point something out. You're now working with Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com. Yeah. And I wanted to point that out as a, as an example of how wonderful this event has been. You know, like any convention, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum is where you can really make connections with people that you might not never have a chance to uh, to get in touch with otherwise. And so now you're going to be working with Barry. He's probably going to be paying you for some stuff. And yeah, I think we're actually, fantastic. I'm going to try and uh, film his movie premiere this Call weekend. us tomorrow, Sam. Thanks, dude. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. See you tomorrow night. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 